Gotta, 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 gotta tip the brim, man, to kick this off. Indeed. Yo, man, episode five. What's up, fellas? Ooh. Episode five. <laughs> yeah, we, we moving this season. Crazy. Exactly. Oh, we, we, we are progressing, man. What's up with you, brother? What's going on with you, man? Bless Holly Faith. You know what doing good, bro. What's up with you, man? Yeah. How y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? No. Yo, so yo, so this is Odyssey on the table. Yeah. Yo, where our mission is to cultivate a space such as this, where vulnerability, uh, transparency, and humble curiosity serve as our foundational roots for individual and collective progress. Gentlemen, we going, as y'all see, we got the nail you on. So Jeez. if y'all haven't figured this out, we're going to talk about some education. Oh, okay. We're going to talk about some education. Education, right? We're going we're gonna to get in that bag. Yeah. All right. So first and foremost, self-awareness is key. I got to check in with brothers, man. How y'all doing? Yeah. How y'all feeling? Who want to kick it off? Who, who, who? Yeah. 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 Unload, yeah. yeah. How they nah, feeling nah, this nah. week? It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been a... We we been we was trying to get communication. It's it's been a lot going on this week. I, I definitely been swamped uh, just dealing with work. I was I was a little overwhelmed for a minute. I had to I had to kind of like put some pieces back, you know, slow some things down because sometimes we could just be moving too fast. Uh, so I say that uh, I finally got things a little bit more stabilized. Just like you know, relax, slow motion. So that's uh, that's sort of, that's sort of the place that I've been in, but um, in a good place though. Yeah, what about you, bro? Me personally, my week has been great. You know, my week always great. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, just getting to the business. Uh, really, my focus this week was just, um, I was doing some research on some uh, some credit hacks and shit mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, you remember I sent you that one video on Instagram with the mother seven bureaus? Yeah. And stuff? You know, crazy, out crazy. before you actually right. start to uh, remove certain things off your personal credit. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, yeah, my week been good, bro. I've been chilling, focused, about to start uh, getting that gym again. So, yes, sir, I'm be ready for you, bro. <laughs> yeah. um, you been so what? You, Jalen, you been in the gym? I mean, Jalen was in the gym. I gotta catch up, bro. <laughs> this shirt's supposed to be a medium right now. That's oh, small, man. <laughs> Crazy, man. So, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. You know, so I'll I be, I, I be waiting for all my, my my gym partners, man. You know, what I'm saying, which I'm including both of y'all. Uh, come soon, come soon, come soon, come soon, come come through. Yeah, you know, be, what I'm saying? Be, uh, you know, get, you know, get ready, beach beach body ready. Uh, my week, <clears throat> my week was good. Um, you know, statistics been kicking my ass a little bit in class, but mm. you know, it's a semester, but it's all right, man. You know what I'm saying, ain't, ain't nothing to it. Got to pay your dues. That's why. That's why I consider it. You know, so whenever whenever you hit that bump in the road, it's like I say, I pay my I pay my dues, right. pay my dues. No, That's okay. why, you know what I'm saying. So otherwise, right. it's good, man. Looking forward. Hold on, bro. Hey man, y'all know what's going on in the news, bro. Assholes is tight right now in my job, brother. With the war going on over there, yeah, in Ukraine and Russia. So you know, everything's just shit's going right now. Right. You know, everybody on high alert. But you know, besides that, I mean, works work. Huh? Got change pecans? Nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. We ain't there yet, bro. Nah, we. I mean, we just they just started sending people over to the NATO countries, so but we ain't on no on no extra shit right now. You know what I'm saying? But you know, like when shit like that happens, bro, military like to get back to basics. You know, they looking at you know doing formations and all this other stuff, bro. Man, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, come on. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, 
Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> but besides that, bro, uh, everything been good, bro. Um, shit, just moved my father-in-law down here, bro, from Connecticut. Mm. So, you know, we in the process of him set up. You know, he um in real estate. He's a broker as well. So, trying to get him, you know, in that business out here in Atlanta. So, that's that's really it, though, bro. I've been good, bro. Jalen, you know, bro, Jalen. Remember that conversation we had? Bro? Yeah, we did. Right. Bro. I, actually, you know, I actually have a follow up, man. Oh, I, I gotta check in on you, man. We'll talk about that later, bro. So you can bet. Like, yeah. <laughs> what was this? <laughs> what was this? That was fucking I ain't answered for. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. Add a bit, add a bit, add a bit to my brother, my counselor, real quick. Yeah, you know? yeah, crazy. <laughs> so let's <laughs> let's break bread. Uh, health and finance tips. So who's gonna who's gonna dish out the health first? Finance first. Oh, follow Mike. Who, 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 I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm lead with the bread. I'm gonna lead with the bread. All right, lead, lead. The bread is key, man. So you know, piggybacking off of what Elijah said, we're gonna talk about um, how to build business credit. All right. So you, as Elijah stated before, you're gonna choose the right business structure. You know what I mean? That's the LLC. Then you're gonna obtain your EIN, which is your tax ID number. And he said, you know, you're gonna open your bank account. And then uh, your fourth step, you're gonna actually establish your credit with vendors and suppliers. So when I say vendors and suppliers, we're going to speak on like your net 30s, your net 60s, your net 90s, whichever one you apply for. Uh, uh, for example, the three companies I would say will be Quill, um, Granger, and uh, Uline. Uline, yeah. yeah, Uline. yeah. <laughs> so you, you start with those. So once you want to do each process within these steps are at least a 60 to 90 day process. You want to at least make two on-time to three on-time payments before you move on to the next step. So once you get your net 30s through 90s, you're going to move on to basically how to monitor your, monitor your business credit to ensure that those three companies are actually reporting back to your uh, your bureau. So first thing you want to do is get your DUNS, your DUNS number, which is the DUNS and Bragg Street number. Then you want to also set up an Experian or Equifax uh, uh, monitoring account. And um, the site I use is uh, Nave, Navi. Nave, mm-hmm. and also uh, with Nave is going to give you your 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 uh, pay pay decks, mm-hmm. which is basically a zero to one hundred. So obviously, the closer you are to one hundred, the the more or less risk, and the more uh, likely that you get approved for like your business cards and stuff like that. And then after that, once you yeah, after that, once you establish those, then you just monitor that, and then on the next episode. I'm gonna let y'all know about the retail cards. Ooh. So we talk Ooh, about yeah, the cash be... back. We talk about the tier three, three and four credit cards. But just a quick little like add on to that too. If you bank certain banks, right? Like for example, like I do my business with um, Bank of America, right? Mm-hmm. They'll give you your your uh, free business credit score like every time you log in. So mm-hmm. you don't have to pay that, you know, because what is that, like 50 bucks? Like, uh, it's 30. Like 30 or 30 bucks a month, you know what I'm saying, to monitor that stuff. But, you know, certain bank accounts that have the business accounts will actually give it to you for free. Just a little, just throw it out there. You know? Okay. Yeah. But that's what's up, brother. All right, so we're going to talk about this health tip, brothers. So my hookah smokers. Hey. My ganja smokers. Huh? <laughs> my black and mild smokers. Come on, man. Smoking, bro. We got to stop it, y'all. You got to say them cigarettes. Cigarettes. Yeah, cigarettes. The electric pins, too. I did cigarettes. 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 I did cigar
also cause other health conditions such as chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and heart diseases. They also raise your risk of developing many types of cancers. All right, the nearly 7,300 non-smoker Americans die from lung cancer caused by secondhand smoke every year. Mm. And this information is coming from the CDC. All right, so you may not think it affects, you know, your... I don't know how to say this correctly. Secondhand smoke... I actually say secondhand smoke is actually worse than smoking itself because it's, it's, a, it's, it's a silent killer, mm-hmm. you know? So all I'm saying, man, for my guy to smokers, edibles, bro. Simple. The, the 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 high is more potent, and so so I hear. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about that, but so I hear. I hate edibles, man. Every you know? time I every What's time I had every time I had an edible experience, it, it just wasn't controlled. It wasn't regulated. It was like, okay, I take an edible, then 45 minutes later it hits me, or an hour later it hits me. And it's just like I ain't got time for that. I like I like to be managed. <laughs> I like seeing it come. I like, I like knowing the whole day. approach. I don't need the whole day. I just okay. need it for a, a certain amount of time, <laughs> yeah. and that's it. I don't yeah. need all the extra stuff. Man. Hey man, stop smoking, y'all. All right, who is my hookah guy? Stop it, bro. Hey man. Twelve o'clock, twelve o'clock in the afternoon, brother. Stop. You're not, he ain't gonna let that go. I ain't gonna let that go. I ain't gonna let that go. One face time call. I haven't had an early day. Oh, man. He was up there five. I mean, bro, bro. Bro, but you know what's crazy about it, too? Is that, like, you remember back in the day, like, you know, I'm talking about, like, the 50s and shit like that. Like, the tobacco companies would just flood, you know, with. Advertisement and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, smoking on planes, smoking in restaurants, and then they was like, "Oh no, nah, we gotta ban that, right, bro?" Hookah, bro, you can smoke hookah with your breakfast now, bro. Like Atlanta brunch, it, it ain't a brunch without hookah, right? What you, what you, what you making that face for? Mimosas. What you mean? You know, I mean, that's what I'm saying the drinks. I'm looking at brunch without the drinks, like mimosas, sangrias, but this is Atlanta, bro. It's, that's, that's but the hookah with the brunch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I know a couple. I'm not a huge fan of hookah, so that's why I'm just like, yeah, yeah. That's a big thing in the culture, though. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it makes the everybody got hookah, bro. And brunch started what 11? I hop about to have hookah. What? Say, bro, stop it. I'm telling you, who? I hop. You just saying But you know they started selling alcoholic beverages, bro. You know the next step. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, hookah. Yeah, bro. I mean, it makes sense, bro. Hey, bro, stop. I don't need to get on some loud talk, bro. Stop smoking, y'all. Nah, a Waffle House, man. Waffle House should have been stepped up and branded because, come on, black folks flood Waffle House they at do, the clubs, they, man. They, I don't know why they didn't just step it up a little bit. No, you don't need to, bro. We're going we to still support the business, bro. Of course, but I'm just saying, just add, you know, add that hookah thing that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Waffle House. Bruh, don't add a hookah, bro. Don't smoke. That's the health tip. <laughs> okay? No smoke here, man. Hey, man. Oh, oh, I got that advice, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> we're here at the main, the main event. Uh-huh. Let's go. Education. This may be a long episode. Uh, this may be a long episode we're talking about this. Where we going? We're talking about the, the power, the power yeah. of education. All right. All right. As as American black men, like what that means to us. But first, gotta start off with some education quotes because as a former educator myself, when I walked around the school halls, you see quotes all over the building. Or, you know, self self affirmation, affirming quotes all over the building about what you can do with education, how education is used as a tool. So let me give you a couple of things. Uh, the, my best quotes, my favorite quotes. Yeah, Martin Luther King had said, <laughs> "The function of education is to teach one to think intensively and to think critically." 
intelligence plus character. That is the true goal of education. Now, when it comes to that, I've always heard the latter sentence, not the first. I think that's systemic. That's just me going down my sociology conspiracy thought, right? Intelligence plus character, that's the true goal of education. But that 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 foremost sentence was, I think, is the one that you need to think about in the context of education, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking intensively and to think critically. That's the function of education. And then James Baldwin gonna follow up and say, the purpose of education is to create in a person the ability to look at the world for themselves to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen that quote in the building when it came to education. Mm-hmm. Never seen that. Let's get into some stats, right? Yeah. Let's get into some statistics right now. It's maybe a little daunting for the viewers and the audience out there, but hey, this is real. And we're talking about black facts too. Right. As we black men, speaking for our black people, Come on, bro. black facts. First and foremost, do you know the population of, of, of black America? Anybody know the population? Of black America? Black people in America. What's the population? Census. Census population. We're doing percentage or we're doing a number? Either or. I would say percentage is in like 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 twenty five percent or twenty twenty four percent. I know it's less than twenty. Thirteen. Which is a lot, but fourteen point two percent. The black population is forty six point nine million. We haven't even eclipsed fifty million. The last time black people had over twenty percent equity stake in the population, of course, it was slavery, and that was pre eighteen hundreds. Do they do censuses with with um with like mass incarceration, like people been locked up? Is that part of the, is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they mm-hmm. yes, because in the, in the aspect of they need it for their own privatized dollars and funding. Yes, to put it even more <laughs> to Man. put it more harshly. Yes, they do it because <laughs> they need to account for how many black and brown heads have uh, been there. I'd be wanting to say that's cap so crazy, but I don't. I I realize that it's maybe not. Whenever not. I go out west. Whenever I go to Cali, whenever I go there, bro, I'd be like, bro. Middle America. Literally yeah. going to middle America, yeah. where the black folks at? I'd be like, bro, what's, what's up? What's going on? Actually, travel outside of any metropolitan area. Travel outside of Atlanta, the metropolitan area. You see it at, at every polling, yeah. voting spot. When they zoom in on the state, you see the blue in the middle and you see red on the outside. That's not by happenstance. Yeah, yeah but I mean, this is the this Bible bill, bro. Like, of course, here. of course. But I'm just trying to put that in the context about how we originated here in the southeast and the south and then how in, even with that, even after like the two migrations we've had and all the other struggles, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Black ed- educational attainment, right? Yeah. So this is for 25 and up. And I'm going to compare it to 1940. In a time in which before Brown v. Board of Education in 54, before segregation was abolished, quote unquote, and blacks were given an equal education and equal access to education. 1940. High school attainment. Those with a high school degree was only 7 percent, 7 percent in 1940. Now, 95 percent. All right. Coming up. 95% 95% of black folks over 25 like that. have a high school diploma. I like that. Or an equivalent. Bachelor's degree or higher of educational attainment. Back in 1940, that was only 1%. 1% of the black population had a bachelor's degree or higher. Now, 28%. Okay, that's a, that's a good job. It's good, good, good. Let's get into the money. Thank you. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. it. <laughs> 2021, as of 2021, 50% of black student loans, black students have student loans. 50% of black student loans. One out of every two of us have student loans. 50%? I thought it would be more. I mean, more than 50%? We're we going to get into it. Yeah, I thought it would be more. 
Black student borrowers are most likely to struggle financially due to student loan debt, with 29% making monthly payments of 350 or more. Over 50% of black borrowers report their net worth is less than what they owe. Damn. And you know, net worth is what? Assets minus liabilities. So over 50% of black borrowers report their net worth is less than what they owe. At 46%, black student borrowers are more likely to delay buying a home. And 60% of still indebted black borrowers do not have a savings account. Where Joe at, man? Let's get into uh, <laughs> Where Joe at, man? What are you doing that shit, man? We had to let it breathe. You had to let it breathe. Hell no, you gotta let it breathe. You gotta let it breathe on that one. Nah, bro, for real. So as we get into it, yeah. First and foremost, fellas, let's talk about who we are. Let's talk about our degrees. Let's talk about our alma maters. Yeah. Let's talk about what we've earned. You know what I'm saying? We got our, we got our alumni stuff. Yeah. So. I'm going to ask you some questions. Just general introduction for those in the audience to know. Tell us what schools you've attended, you know, colleges you attended, uh, grad year, any honor on, honors you may have received. Um, and if you are first generation, first generation meaning that you are the first in your family to uh, attend and complete college. Your parents did not complete college. They may have attended, but they did not complete. So, again, coming around. Tell everybody your grad years, what schools you've attended, any honorary distinctions, um, what major it was, of course, and if you are first generation, who want to kick it off? Go ahead, my brother. <laughs> All right. So uh, we really started this back in high school, participated in dual enrollment at Clayton State University, and then I went out to Fort Valley State University. Uh, and after Fort Valley State University, uh, I ended up at Howard University. What were your years? What were years? We graduated. Uh, we graduated high school in 2011. 2011? Yeah, then I, I went to Fort Valley for my Bachelor of Arts in English with a concentration in writing. I took a year off. Then I always knew I was going to go to law school. Uh, then I made that decision to go to Howard uh, School of Law. And um, even with uh, certain distinctions, of course, you go into HBCU, you just become a part of the culture, join the band. So I was a member of KK Psi, a National Honor Rate Band Fraternity, and also a member of Alpha Phi Alpha as well. So shout out to the good brothers. Yeah. HBCU through and through. Well, I'm going to keep it short. <laughs> so Marlo Bow checking in. Uh, like he said, graduated high school 2011. From that point, I went straight into the military. So I had like a year, like a year or some change gap before I actually went to college. And then after that, uh, outside of high school, once I graduated, I only applied to one school. Mm. Yeah, I lied to my mom and said I applied everywhere else. But I only applied to one school. Forgive mom. So that was Morehouse College. Wow. You know what my dad would say? We we'll had to talk about it. What is it? The house? Yeah. yeah. No, it, uh, house? Man. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the house, bro. So, oh, yeah. Man. So, went to Morehouse College. Um, uh, graduated Bachelor's of Biology. And then after that, I wanted to pursue um, a dual nursing program to be a nurse practitioner in orthopedics. But 
we're gonna talk about why I didn't. When we get to it. We're gonna talk about why you just chose that one too. What's up, my brother? Nah, nah, but I gotta save me for last. Okay, okay. save you for last. All right, all right. All right, was trying to save himself up for last. All right, all right. All right. Yeah. Y'all went back to high school. So graduated 2011 high school. Yeah. All right. yeah. <laughs> you got to know where you started. Same path as Marlo. All right. Military man. But, you know, for myself, I started in college. Mm-hmm. Then I partied too much. Lost my hope. Yeah. Then I had me working at an Avon factory. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. Avon going, factory? Bro, Avon factory in Swanee, oh, bro. Where? So I'm driving from Atlanta to Swanee. You know, no Avon. You know, the Avon lady come with right. the products you know, and Avon lotions lady, like, and yeah, the creams, rolling, and rolling, yeah. deodorant. Bro. Oh, crazy. Man. Yeah. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bro, okay. Like, okay. Yeah. I was I was working in that sweatshop, bro. I realized, yo, this ain't it. Like this ain't it, bro. So I joined. I was there for a year. I was there for a year until I went to the military. I mean, until I went to the Air Force, bro. Like straight up, like so. Joined joined the military. Um, then I came back. Decided to go to uh, finish up my stuff at Georgia State. Graduated in 2018 with the bachelor's in communications, focusing on journalism. Um, yeah, that's it, brother. I wasn't, fin- I, I, you know, I wanted, bro. I wanted to play it so bad, bro. Yeah, yeah. But me too. What you, what you was on? Come on, bro. You know I was on, bro. I don't know. You don't know, bro. I don't know. Bro, stop. I'm gonna be alpha, bro. Indeed, that's come on, bro. You know that. I always saw something you, bro. I knew. But the only reason, bro, the only reason I stopped, bro, because I was like, man, listen, bro, I, you know, bro, I'd be in the military, bro, taking orders and doing all that extra, extra shit, bro. I'm like, bro, don't talk to me like that. Yeah. You, you talk to me, you talk to me funny one time, bro. I said, nah, nah, I'm good, man. I was on that too, bro, because I originally was gonna be on my, I don't went to the entrance meeting. Yeah, I was set. But then I was like, man, I'm already in too many games, bro. That's it, bro. Too many games. Too many games. I'm at the Morehouse All Middle School. Yeah, that's a whole nother. All that. Nigga from the South Side, that's a game by that's a, that is that is a game. <laughs> Tomorrow, that's another game. Nigga <laughs> from the South Side, boy. Yeah, you want to play Clayco, that's another game by itself. Yeah. So, yeah man. I definitely would have would have been a Q, though. Wow. Hey, shout out to the Qs, man. So, ironically. Wow. Because you know, in, in high school. You know, in high school, we was in Capital League. Capital League. Yeah. 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 They was, you know, they were cool. Yeah. But then when I got to school, I'm really cute. I'm really cute about blood because my dad is a cute. Mm. Most people don't know that. My dad went to uh, Clafton. Wow. Yeah. So my dad is a, is a cute. So I, by blood, I would have been a cute, but my heart would have been alpha though. Wow. Yes, sir. No, that's Honestly. real. No, that's real. Yeah, that's, that's real. Right. I would have did, did it for my dad just because you are His you are smoke. We had that blood. It was that disconnect, and I feel like. If I would have pledged that, that would have been like a so great. Right. Yeah. He would have. Yeah. 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 I'm going to my house, man. You good enough with that shit. All right. All right. So here I go. Yeah. Drink <laughs> some, boy. What the hell? All right. I graduated Morrow High School 2011. Went, to, went straight into Georgia State. Um, changed my major four times. Mm-hmm. Um, I settled or four times? I changed it four times. I came in a journalism major. Okay. I came in a journalism major, wanted to do my writing. I yeah. wanted to do my writing, wanted to do something with that, but I was like, nah, I want to write from my own voice. So, and plus, I didn't want to continue to write what they told me to write. So, uh, changed that to psychology, uh, psychology and philosophy. And then I changed that to double majoring in psychology and sociology. So, I graduated with two, two degrees. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Summa cum laude, so highest Ooh. honor in both. Indeed, let go. Went on to go. went on to NYU after that for my master's sociology of education. It really was a coin flip. I wanted to do either or psychology or sociology, but I wanted to do sociology of education. So to many people out there who want to ask or who always confuse sociology with psychology, please don't. It's completely different. So let me give you a little breakdown of what sociology is. Sociology studies the many contexts and constructions, ideologies, themes in which it creates the social world in which we live in. Ideologies, constructions, themes that create the social world in which we live in. So race, gender, religion, education, um, sexuality. There's so many more, tons more of different sectors of sociology where we analyze how in which this has came to be and how it's currently functioning and whether it is affecting our respective populations that we choose to examine. So for me, I'm, I went to school for sociology of education, so I studied sociology in regards to educational inequalities that affect black and brown folks in dilapidated or under-resourced, underfunded neighborhoods. And that was what I studied at NYU for my master's from 2015, graduated 2017 uh, from NYU. Took four years off to become an educator. Wanted to apply some of my studies, some of my knowledge to see what was actually happening in our communities. Uh, Was a college counselor at uh, Great Oaks Charter School in Newark, Newark, New Jersey. Actually, that's where my family's from. Three generations back on both sides of my family, Newark, New Jersey. So it was sort of like me coming back home unknowingly. yeah, I did that for four years, and now I'm currently in my first year as a PhD student back at Georgia State mm-hmm. um, in sociology, studying race and gender, um, particularly in regards to achievement and racial consciousness in America. Mm-hmm. So that is where I am and where I stand with that. Oh, y'all didn't answer the last question. Uh, mm-hmm. First gen, are y'all the first in your family? No. no. Yes. All right, so it's me me and Porter are first gen. Again, first gen is when... Either your parents um, have not completed a college um, and you are the first to do so. Um, even if you have like siblings, even if like, you're the oldest sibling and you've completed it, your siblings are still first. All right. Now, talk about some numbers earlier. We weren't talking about statistics. We were talking about student loans. Yeah. How much you got in student loan debt, gentlemen? Yeah. Mm. I got 48. You got 48? 100? That <laughs> was like in that, in that video. Yeah. That semester. 48,000. Yeah, nah. That's crazy, bro. I got 48, too. Yeah. 48,000. Nah, I'm up there. But that's 48. Three, 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 three degrees. Three degrees. Yeah. yeah. That's 48. One for me. Who you got, Yeah, nah. I'm, I'm, at, I'm at 175,000. 175,000? Yeah. Yeah. You went to two HBCUs, though. Yeah, no. Four, Fort Valley, Fort Valley. I had I had scholarships. Yeah, Fort, Fort Valley. I had scholarships. That's all from Howard. <laughs> That's all from Howard. I mean, it was it was a little it was a, it's a little from Fort Valley. It ain't even seventy five from Fort Valley. No, no. Like maybe yeah, maybe, maybe twenty five. Yeah, like the twenty twenty five. But like the the bulk of it comes from Howard Law, um, for sure. But I let me say this real quick. So when I was at the firm out in Silicon Valley at Fenwick and West, what was interesting is that I would sit and I would talk to my other colleagues that were first-year associates. The majority of them had their parents pay all their entire, both their undergrad and their law school tuition off. 
And so it was it was an odd thing where it's like I'm 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 one of the only ones, maybe one or two others, you know, out of this this pool of 20, 25 people. And everybody is already and they're like, you know, but it's generational. Like they have a they have a legacy of just having it where their parents yeah. are doctors and lawyers and engineers. And so, it, yeah, as, as it yeah. should be. And it was but it was odd for me because I'm, I'm sitting there thinking that this is kind of unfathomable. Like right. how you pay off? You know, a hundred. You know what I'm saying? How much money right. y'all got? Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm over there, like you know. But it's like they were able to just to get that fresh start. Right. Whereas, and then we'll get into this. Whereas a lot of us that graduate from Howard, there's this immense pressure to go into a certain type of practice so that we can compensate for that income. Well, yes, it is good experience. Yes, it is the white shoe law firm experience. Yes, it does have that name recognition and all those things attached to it. But there's like this added pressure because we have you know over hundred fifty thousand dollars you know worth of debt. That we have to, you know, deal with. And luckily, you know, by virtue of just the market, you know, over a period of time, over, you know, being being in that profession for four to five years, you can you can pay it down. But I'm just I'm just saying that they yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm just saying it's interesting. Yeah. What are your numbers? I'm still stuck on one seventy five. I'm at zero dollars, fellas. Congratulations, bro. Military? Yes, sir. And George State was cheap. Come on, bro. I didn't have to pay anything Come on my military. Man. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> but see, like, I sold my soul for that, bro. What? Oh, your military? Yes, bro. Sounds oh, crazy, right? Bro? I sold mine too, but I still have my debt. Because really, bro, like, my recruiter lied to me, bro. What's you? They lied to everybody, bro. Yeah, yeah. They, he kind of finessed me. Like, yeah, the military will pay for your education, but they want their time first. Yeah, and due to the point that we originally went reserve, we didn't have that. Technically, we didn't have that active duty contract. So if you would have went into the military active duty and since you're on contract then they would go ahead and initiate your GI bill in full and you can pay and you can go to school and pay for it mm. but on the reserve end you would have to have your active duty time add up accumulate three years and accumulate three years before you get that GI bill so if you do three years and by the time I was really eligible for the GI bill bro, I had like a semester or two left mm. so I was like oh that's interesting yeah I never I I I never, and then they have like tuition but, assistance right, and all was, that. But I was gonna say, but tuition going, assistance. I was going to yeah. Morehouse, so that, that, shit that shit don't make no dent in tuition. What's that? Ain't tuition assistance? What is, is it for public and private? So tuition assistance is um, they give you what twenty five hundred a year or a semester? I'm nah, sorry. yeah, twenty five yeah, hundred a semester. Like twenty five hundred from a semester, like forty eight hundred to five thousand a yeah, year. Yeah, that's nothing. So I yeah, I ain't gonna lie, that's really nothing. Right, yeah, yeah, nothing yeah, for Morehouse, but it was, it was great for Georgia State, brother. Yeah, I was good, man. And you were you resident too? Yeah, and I had, and then I had like you know what I'm saying, then that. Grand, you know what I'm saying? Like oh, hope, hope yeah, like hope. I was good, so like yeah. that's why, like I, I, I'm, like one of the things where my dad, like really, really instilled in me, is that when he graduated Morehouse back in the day, he graduated with zero, like owing nobody. Now, granted, mm-hmm. my grandma didn't, you know, didn't play like she. My grandma always believed you can't afford it, you ain't going. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, she could afford it, so she made sure that she got my dad down to zero. I didn't have the same help, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I made sure I needed to do what I needed to do so I don't walk away. And actually, I take that back. You remember when I did graduate, I owed, um, what was it, like a thousand? That's why I, didn't, I couldn't get my degree for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Oh, they, oh, they held on yeah. to yeah, 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 they put you on hold, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah they put you on hold, boy. They don't play about that. They don't play about that shit, man. <laughs> it don't matter, though. In my, in my head, I, I graduated. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it was like that J. Cole, bro. Like, cause you know, like with J. Cole, when he uh, went to his school up in uh, New St. York, St. John's, John's yeah, you know, yeah. like he, they held his degree for like five hundred bucks. You know that, right? I he didn't that. get it until I want to say it was um first album. No, not first album. What's the one with the um? Is it warm up? No, bro. It's um the 
it's like his third. No, his, his third tape. You just told me Friday Night Lights. No, his third. His third uh, full album. What? Uh, for your eyes only. What? Yeah, they have a. Right? You, you look it up, bro. There's a video, bro, where where it shows that they ended up like he went, like went there for a visit and they presented him with his degree. Did but he ever pay the five hundred though? Probably, I mean, I don't okay, think okay, so. yeah. But that's crazy, right? Like, that's what did like, what did hold your degree for, bro? Like, but. It's all good, bro. Yeah. Zero dollars for me, though. All right. Well, let's, yeah. let's, let's get to ne- ne- the next common topic. Uh-huh. How much have you used your degree since you graduated? How did you apply your degree or or not? So you said you graduated with communications and journalism. You graduated with bio. Mm-hmm. You, took your, you took your English and channeled that into law. I took mine and channeled it into where I'm at now. So it's like, how much have you used it? Did you use it? And if not, why? <laughs> what caused the pivot? What caused the pivot? And if you and then if you did keep it, yeah. what made you stick to it? Yeah, I use it every day. I, I, I've, I've used it every day since before I got into law school. I was doing like I was already doing incorporations and I was already drafting contracts when I was in college. And so my business initially started. Where that was my business, I would draft contracts for businesses. I would incorporate them, and that was just part of my consulting when I was in college. And then when I got into law school, graduated, I uh, ended up um, on the West Coast in Silicon Valley. I was literally doing similar things at a higher level. You know, we're talking about doing major mergers and acquisitions, and you know, financings and security offerings, looking at earnings report, all these different things, but. I you I and I still I use it I use it every day. So like for me, I'm you know the benefit of it. Uh, I do not. I didn't honestly. I didn't even bat an eye at the debt because I already knew what the earning potential was, and I knew how I work. So it was like I know that by me being in this particular network, it's not even just a matter of just what I do, but now I have this access to this network. So. Uh, even with my my business with Sneaker Asylum, I can when you can just call, you know, one of your one of your one of your law school colleagues. Hey, bro, I need five, ten, fifteen. All right, bro, when you need it. All right, here you go. Mm-hmm. Like that's a just because of the because we all as a, as as attorneys, especially working for white shoe law firms, as many of many of us are. You know, you you're able to put yourself in a position where you're making a, a certain you know a certain number. You like. And it's like five, ten thousand. Okay, give me back, you know, twenty percent, thirty-five percent. And so now my colleagues have helped, you know, some of them help participate in funding my business. When I was running for city council, hey, I gotta make a phone call. Yo, E, I need you to go ahead and hey, shoot, shoot me a couple hundred. I gotta get some signs. And so it's so I will say that there, there's the benefit of just having a network of, of like, you know, professionals with money that are able to back and finance you. And then when you become the person that they know that you work with them and they see you do something different, they're more willing to support it because it's like, okay, they're going to keep doing what they do, you know, and it kind of keeps them in that safe space. And then it's like, if you have a friend, a colleague that ventures off into entrepreneurship, it's like, you know what, I can support that. And then I can make money from that as well. And you're just more likely to do that. So that's why I say I use I use it every day. I use it every day for me. That's a blessing, yeah. Well, I can't say this. <laughs> so, like, as I stated earlier, bro, like, I went to the military first. Uh, um, and then, like I said, I went to Morehouse, graduated as a biology major. But ideally, like, so career-wise, 
I wanted to be a lawyer first. Mm-hmm. So, like, in high school, me and you like, yeah, we was, mock we was both in mock track. But then I realized, like, I wasn't really too fond of, like, reading like that, in a sense. So then, like, I was good in, in, in math and science. Like, never studied in school, AP this, AP that. Like, killing it, all right? So I'm like, okay, well, I go to Marham, I'm just going to be a bio major. I'm going to be a doctor. At first, I wanted to be a neonatal physician, but I was like, ah, premature babies. That's a little too too much on my heart. So what else do I like besides that, besides babies? I'm like, oh, I like sports, in a sense. Like, I'm pretty good at most sports. Um, so I'm thinking, like, okay, orthopedics. Orthopedic surgeon, orthopedic surgeon, cool. So then I'm, like, going through school, and, like, for some reason, like, every three years, like, I have this moment in life where, like, life hits me and then I just get on a different path or a different passion, right? So, like, my junior year in high school was a thing, and then again, my junior year in college was a thing. So then I started, at that point, I'm, I'm like, more of, like, a numbers guy, right? Like, the, if, the, if, the, if the math and calculations don't make sense, I ain't doing it. Regardless of passions or anything, like, if it doesn't make sense logically in the numbers and I do the math, I'm not going to do it. So by this point, I'm probably a senior airman. I'm probably an E4 or going on staff because 2017, you made staff, right? Yeah, 2017. So going on staff my junior senior year and I'm doing the math. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to take the MCAT. So what's another alternative? I'm like, okay, I can take this dual nursing program at uh, Chamberlain up in uh, North Georgia. And then my GI Bill can pay for it. So now at this point, I'm like, okay, school is free. I don't got my debt from our house. Now this will be free. Everything good. But then I'm doing the math. I'm doing the research. I'm like, okay, RNs make this. Then they got to. Then I got to take the what's it called the the NCLEX and stuff like that. And I'm doing the math. I'm looking at their salaries. I'm like, okay, then I got to go get my master's at this point too. After I do the dual degree, because basically the dual degree is going to take. Basically, most of the proportions of my biology credits, and then now I got to do is just take all the nursing core classes, okay, okay. and then boom, I got now I got my RN, right? And then now I got to take the N class to become actually that that nurse in the sense. Oh, sounds good. To actually work in the hospital. Okay. So then I'm like, okay, but they ain't really making that. You know what I'm saying? For real, mm-hmm. they making about forty five in Georgia. With all that in Georgia, education at the end. Oh, wait, at the end. where we at? Whoa. Well, you got to think, I had to do more work because I had to do, I had to bring over my biology to become, and then take the nurse corps classes to become RN. Then they just What's, go take their first two years, take their core classes, and then they take their their uh, their nursing classes. Then they got to pass the NCLEX and all that to actually get yeah like certified yeah. as an RN. You know what I'm saying? But I had to kind of do most of the leg work and then come back and do more of the work. So it sounds like a lot, but yeah, if I went straight out, it, it, it's normal. Okay. It's, it's a normal degree. Four okay. years, X, Y, and Z, you take the test, and you move on. But for me, I had to kind of double back, do it again. And then basically with just the bachelor's and becoming the RN, Georgia-wise, they don't really make that much to me personally. I think they start at like your first year or two is like 45. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you get to year three or four, they probably at 65, 70, right? But you got to think at that time for me, I just became, I'm about to become a staff sergeant, everything straight. I'm already making 65, yeah, 75. Yeah. So it's just like, do I want to do all that just to come back out and make the same thing that I'm already making? 
Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, do that do that make sense? I'm like, nah, that don't really make sense, bro. You gotta come up with an alternative. So then I was like, well, if I'm already making the money and this is basically like 2016, 2017, that's when I really got into like the business mind and the business mm-hmm. bag. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm making the money. I'm stacking bread, but my money ain't making money for me. That's when that mindset got installed. So that's when I started to really get into the business bag. And I think, um, I think after that, I was like, uh, yeah, school's not it, bro. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it just don't make sense. Like, I would like to do it. I'm smart as hell, but just with the numbers, I'm just like, bro, I'm already making this bread. I might maximize where I'm at now versus trying to backtrack just to get back where I'm at. Right. To still, because then once you got a career and it's not really like a true like career professional, like a lawyer or a doctor or owning your own practices, stuff like yeah. that, you still kind of making average bread. So I'm yeah. already in the average bracket. I need to put my focus elsewhere to actually put myself in the potential to be in the top 1%. Right. And now that top 1% for us in 2022 is about 450000 400, to 750000 yeah. Isn't that crazy? Just 450000 Because we usually think top 1% is like, oh, a million dollars, X, Y, Z, but it's only 450 mm-hmm. That's the goal. Exactly. Number one podcast. Yeah. 1%. 1%. 1%. Everybody. <laughs> uh, from, <laughs> for me, I'm like Elijah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I made it my damnedest <laughs> when I got to undergrad. That, that's why I changed my major four times to make sure that whatever I wanted to do, I was going to use. Yeah. That's why I changed my major so much yeah. because I was like, okay, I, I want to write. Okay, cool. But then I like people. I want to see what's happening in the world around me and I want to try to change it. I want to try to at least influence it to make it better, right? Have more conversations to make it better. So, all right, psychology, sociology, boom, boom, boom. And I knew coming out of back, coming out with a psychology or sociology degree as a bachelor's, what? You either going in the teaching field right. or you going into like uh, Peace Corps, AmeriCorps. Shout out to all y'all. You go into AmeriCorps, Peace Corps, you go into low level, high stress, underpaid, under-resourced environment. So I was yeah. like, oh, hell no. So that's why I was like, I'm going to go get my master's. That's why I didn't take any breaks. I was like, I'm going to go straight to get my master's. I'm going to go to an elite school. We're going to talk about that. Uh, I'm going to go to an elite school, you know, increase my competitiveness, and I'm going to try to double down on what it is that I want to do. And then after that, once I had, you know, I continued, I was like, okay, cool. Now I want to get into education. Now that I have my master's, let me now get into education and see what it's looking like. Even then, to that point, it was like still under-resourced, still underpaid, high stress, and plus... With me being who I am, I wanted to be around my own people. I wanted to be around black staff. I wanted to be around black kids. I wanted to be around everything black. Right. You know, I wanted to create that community and be a part of that community. And with that, to some mm-hmm. some, some schools, many schools, under-resourced, overstressed, underpaid. I gave I as a college counselor, I was helping students graduate. Yeah. I was helping students, you know, by putting them into college. So I had to put a lot of my wisdom onto them by telling them, hey, you got to find another way to save money. Mm-hmm. Go to community college. Go to this. Go to that. Stay in state. I know you want to leave Jersey. I know you want to get away from your parents, but you got to save bread. And the amount of backlash I received from, you know, um, the higher ups of the network or from parents themselves because they were just like, why are you short sighted my child or this or that? I was just like, 
Okay, the education system is an issue in and of itself, and I can't try to work and figure it out while maintaining this full-time job. And I was ready for something new. Ready to go back to go, ready to go back to school, get your doctorate, finish finish what you started. That's my pops always say, ready to finish what you started? Right. Yep. Sociology, here I am now, and I'm in the lab trying to figure it out, trying to, you know, create platforms and, and with, with you all and others to try to manifest the world that we, we say we want and we say we deserve, you know, as black folk. And you can't do that sometimes being in a position where you are exhausted of your resources, you're exhausted of your, men- your, 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 your mental capacity, you're exhausting your knowledge because it's not being used. You're exhausting your talents because they're not being properly allocated and distributed wherever you are. And a good excuse to still stay on on track is going to school because you are in isolation. You are studying the things you are of interest. You are writing and reading the things that are of your interest. And you're putting yourself in position from a networking perspective to be next to you know professors and tenured folks and policymakers and all this other stuff to where it's like you can now play a part in changing things because sometimes sometimes I'm not downing anybody who's still in the trenches who's still in the trenches you know as teachers and as principals and as administrators continue to do your thing but also it's about knowing your worth it's about knowing how to think smarter not harder and I was like I'm going to get my doctor <laughs> I'm going to step aside and I'm going to come back later I'm going to come back more equipped I'm going to come back with a little bit more wisdom and foresight so we don't burn ourselves out and that's what's happening mm-hmm. you have people who are like key figures that make shit shake being burnt out because they're the only ones making shit shake they're the only ones coming up with ideas they're the only ones taking initiative they're the only yeah. ones being proactive they're the only ones creating partnerships they're the only ones gathering dollars they're the only ones and then you're going to be surprised when they're the ones who leave so it's things like that you have to put into perspective. And for me, I think that's where um, that's why I was like, I have to apply this degree through and through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never, you know, it's crazy, but people be mad when them folks leave too after being all burnt out. Mm-hmm. Like, be, like be upset, like big mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> offended, right. Offended. Like, how could you? Like, it's crazy. So it's going to be a long one. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that right now, Jay. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You gonna bring that back? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the producer, man. Keep it up. Shout out to Jay, man. So, so myself, um, that's a question. No, in the sense of like I'm using it for like my daily job or my daily career, yeah. right? So I'm still in the military. I'm um, 12 year. No, shit. What am I? Let me let me have let me your vet right now. Um, I told you I got my degree in uh, communication. So what I really wanted to do at first was I wanted to actually get into like um, sports broadcasting. That was my thing. You know, I watch First Take every day. You know, I'm watching Undisputed. All, oh, Undisputed. You know, yeah. first things first. You know, like th- that. That's like that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. But then, you know, I'm kind of like Marlo. Like I'm, I'm very like I'm a numbers guy, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm already ten years. You know, at that time where I would have been, yeah, I was like ten years into my career. No, no, no. Say that back. Say that back. Graduation? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what is that? Seven, yeah, seven. I was seven years in my career, right? Already making 65. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, nah, bro. Like, that's not what I want to do. Like, yeah. so like my end goal is that one of my end, well, one of my dreams is to become a general manager of an NBA basketball team. That's what I want to do. Like, I want to make decisions and do all that stuff. But upon my research, you know, because that's one of the reasons I chose the path I did in a sense of like degrees, because I have a minor in business economics as well. So, 
I realized like this ain't it. Like I like money. I'm a bougie ass nigga, bro. Like <laughs> I like expensive shit. Yeah. And yeah. this is not gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like this ain't gonna get it for me. Yeah. So, you know, that's when I really dove deep into business. You know, just like looking at my father, you know, with his businesses that he did, I'm like, damn, you know, like I want to make money. Like, that's it. And I would say the, the the one thing I do use my degree for, right? So like when you're doing communications, right? You know, they, it's a lot of networking. You're doing like public relations, things like that, is that I've been able to like become really, I, I don't want to say a smooth talker, bro. Like, you know, but... Um, you became more charismatic. More, more charismatic, but like I've, I've learned how to like really, really like network myself and just to build relations with people that are in, you know, higher places. So I know that because you know what they say, right? You want to be a millionaire, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Hang out with millionaires, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm striving for currently. You know, honestly, that was just my mama, to be honest with you. Right. Gave it. Here you go. Appreciate you. That's the next I, I um <laughs> I did what you need me to do. So, yeah, yeah. It is interesting. Next question, the hot question. It's interesting. The hot question. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Building off of that, you mm-hmm. you 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 are smooth. Smooth, but smooth operator, right on time. What are some myths or themes about education that your parents or people around you told you growing up that you now realize was partly, if not bullshit? And what are some things? That was left out of the curriculum that you was that you was in growing up. That would have been so helpful and key now. If, if you want to be so, successful. like first the first oh, the first first question. It's what was some what was some myths or some themes or some things that your parents or loved ones around you was telling you and pushing you on about education that you now realize sort of kind of questionable. Says sort of kind of questionable now that I'm grown. I've graduated. I've looked back. I've reflected. What are some of those things you felt were just a complete, utter, just false? If you want to be successful, you need to go to college. <laughs> can, we, can we can we can we can we think about just give me give me give me three billionaires real quick? Yeah, give me three billionaires. Let's let's go with um what? Yay. Huh? No, I mean sure. Let's go with Yay, right? Elon. I mean Elon, Elon Yay, Bill Gates, right? What, what, what do all of them have in common? Mark. What, what do all of them have in common? Mark. They, they didn't finish school. They didn't finish college. Yeah, yeah nobody finished college. That's like, you, I mean, look, look at it nowadays, mm-hmm. bro, where the companies like Google, Apple, bro, they're like, bro, we don't need no, you don't need no degree. You need a cert. That's it. Yeah. Let's get straight to you, it. You can get, let's get straight to it. Fuck, fuck all that extra. You need yeah. experience. Just hands For, on Yeah, experience. forget all that extra stuff. Can you, can you do this? Can you run this program? Cool. Yeah. That's it. That's all I need to know. Here's 80,000. That's that. They making things figure. Exactly. And, and they get nap breaks. Exactly. Isn't that crazy? Have you yeah. seen those sleeping pods they be yeah. in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen them? Oh, oh you experienced yeah, the sleeping pods. Yeah, I was out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. On high school. High school's in certs. It's, it's nice. Yeah. What about you? Oh, yeah. That's that's it. That's, that's the number one. That's yeah. the number one thing. Go 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 to school. Go to school. You'll figure it out. Go to school. Go to school. Go Everything to school. Go to school. Right. Why don't you stay in school? Man. Why don't you stay in school and figure it out? But the funniest thing is coming from people who haven't been. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sliding anybody. I'm not sliding anybody. I'm not trying to be classist. I'm not trying to be any of that. I'm just trying to put you all on game. I see yeah. the type of you're... But it's foolish. It's foolish for me to tell anybody if I have not experienced it myself to go and do it. Mm-hmm. Outside of. 
outside of me telling you something that is general as this, if you have something that you are passionate about and you feel like this is something that is a part of your purpose, pursue that. That's something that that's the most general and the most direct statement I can give you. But you telling me that I need to go to college and everything will figure and work itself out because I went to college cannot be any short of the truth. And that's what it leads to. That's why, again, that's why that second part of that question was, what are some things that were left out while you were in school that could have been more beneficial now that you're out of it? Credit. Credit. Building your own business. Being yourself, building yeah. your own business, uh, pursuing your, your creativities and your passions. Uh, like you said, credit. Um, you know what that is? What? Come Expansion. Separating what? Personal from business? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Like, separating, separating, separating. I was going back to Marlowe. He was like, <laughs> but like, separate, literally, like separate, like person. From yes, that's yeah. the part where you're not liable with your social security yeah. numbers. Yeah. Everything's going to your business. There's so many ways. Come on, man. I mean, I one of the things for me going to a HBCU, uh, it was interesting and. I remember being in high school at first being a little reluctant because of what certain counselors and how they were instructing me. They were saying that if I went to an HBCU, that I wouldn't receive the type of uh, education or opportunities um, as I would if I went to other schools, Mm -hmm. uh, such as what people call quote unquote PWIs. And I think that that was just very, very dangerous. And they all, and also I had, you know, a, a couple of teachers, um, at, you know, at Morrow that said to me personally that, um, I'm a go, I'm a party, and then I'm going to end up failing. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, and I'm going to just, I'm going to just tell you flat out. Yeah. <laughs> that look at them now. Yeah. Like, and, and, and it's so, and it's so interesting because when they told me that, like, I, I went to a, I went to a place where, Initially, I was like, man, nah, I was looking at HBCUs with that, with, with a lens like that because of what, what I had been told. And then I ended up at Fort Valley. And as soon as I got to the campus and just the, the spirit, the energy, uh, the family, the, the way that they, they, they brought me in mm-hmm. and they had specific programs for me as a black man. Right. So, you know, you know, special thanks to Dr. Saeed Sewell because he created a program for African-American men that was focused on putting them in this quote unquote group where similar to Morehouse, like you're able to build with your your 25 brothers. So you initially start off with this brotherhood. You get preferential treatment inside of this getting certain honors type curriculum. And then the second phase to that is, is that I made it a personal journey not to go to any parties. I did not go to any parties my first year. Like that was something personally to me because I remember how many times that that teacher and I know who she is. She knows she know who she is as well. When she would look at me and she said that you're going to end up dropping out, you're going to end up failing because you're going to end up partying. And so I made him. I made him my goal. Yeah, four point oh. Yeah, nah, we out here. Yes, sir. You know, so like it was, yes, sir. Talk that. You know, shit, it man. was, it was a uh, that was that was definitely a thing that was in the, in the back in the back of my mind, where it's like I have to show that just because you go to a historically black you know institution, that doesn't mean that you're any less than. And then let me also say this, like even especially when it comes to Howard, people come looking for the the best of the best of the black people there. So when you go to an HBCU, you, one of the things that that, that you can resonate is that. 
people are looking for black people there because they know that that's where black people are. Mm-hmm. You see, so it's also a strategic thing. If you, if I would have put myself in a position and, and went to a different institution that's not quote unquote predominantly black, then they're not necessarily looking for me. So then I just become a part of the batch. But if I, if I, if I, you know, I'm the, I'm the, you know, top of the, top of the top amongst, you know, my particular group, then it's like, oh yeah, I was looking for you anyway. So it's, so it's a different, it's a different level of intention that goes into it, especially for, for those that, you know, go on a professional school. So those are some of the things that I, I felt like I had to deal with personally and had to overcome. And, and it's so funny because, you know, the people at Harvard and people at Stanford and the people at all these different institutions that, we were all at the same firm. You know, we, we all making the same salary. All went to you know, we all and, ended and, the same I'm just, and I'm and I'm just saying though, and the way that they groomed us at Howard and the way that they the way that they groomed us at Fort Valley, the level of confidence. Mm-hmm. The confidence that I have when I'm just in a room and I'm chilling and I can be myself. It's a lot of black people that are very uncomfortable around different types of groups. Are mm-hmm. you know, they deal with the imposter syndrome. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just be just because. And what I can say is that by going to a HBCU, it gave me it. It was like, no, this is you. So it's it's like a different level of confidence that I have just being around white people, being around anybody. It's just like, yeah, I'm me. I don't know what y'all talking about. I'm just doing me. And that's so. Yeah. So that was a that was a myth. That was a stigma that I had to right. deal with. Yeah. Right. 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 And then I'm, I'm sorry, Malibu, I, I got to build off of this. Right. <laughs> I got to build off of this because when I was in school. High school. Well, I think we all we all become slaves to credentialism. Mm-hmm. And it says, yeah, it's like, OK, where, where, what school you went to? Yeah, OK, no. I'm going to go ahead and put this school ahead of this. Yeah. So even with me currently, I, I, I return back to Georgia State. I, I love where I'm from. I love what Georgia House, Georgia State had treated me. It was one of the most or one of the most organically diverse Organically diverse schools, period. Like you really do see black folks with Asian folks and Asian folks with Latino folks. You really see that. And it's not just something you just have in a photo op. So I really appreciated that from Georgia State, right? And plus it was affordable and it was right in the heart of the city. It's where I'm from. So I love I I looked forward to coming back. And I remember when I was when I was going through my little introductions, telling folks, you know, what schools I went to, yada yada yada, you know, during orientation time, first semester shit. Everybody was just like damn, you came here? Like you just left NYU? Like you came here? And it's just like... That's crazy. I'm like, trust me. You wouldn't want to experience what I experienced when I went to NYU. Yeah. Like, it was a PWI. It was a predominantly white institution. Black people only count for 4%. 4%. And we just talked about it in the beginning of this episode, how black folks are only fit, barely 14% in the country. Mm-hmm. So to go to a, a PWI such as NYU, which is expensive... Yeah. There's only 4% of black folks there. They have to have private black graduations to honor all the black students who graduate from that institution every year. There's, pri- there's a black graduation at NYU. Wait, yes. Like outside of, is that like, is yes. that, is that like, it's, it's outside of commencement. Wait, wait, but I'm, they grab oh, all okay, the black okay, folks okay. who's like going together, to graduate. Yes. Okay, okay, they grab okay. all the black folks who's going to graduate from yeah. undergrad to grad. And it, can, and, it, and it can still barely fill the auditorium to put that in perspective. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so it's like, okay, you want to chase these letters? You want to chase this school? Yes, it's in the. I mean, granted, come on now. I yeah. was still in Greenwich Village. I, I worked in Soho. Like, granted, I love New York as a city. I'm not talking about, right. you know, the location benefit that I received as being an NYU student. The perks and, you know, being an alum does have its benefits. I'm not going to hold you. Like, I'm going to see Solange. Solange knows she's a part of uh, Black Women Rock. Through NYU, I'm going to watch because I'm alumni. I'm going to see her give her presentation. I'm going to see her speak. Mm-hmm. 
Like there are perks, but when you're black coming from a predominantly black space like Atlanta, yeah. you take that for granted because you're trying to chase some form of elitism. You're trying to chase some form of credentialism because also you're under this impression because everybody tells you go to school, you'll figure everything out. Oh shit, all I need to do is get an NYU degree and people are going to start coming for me. Oh shit, I forgot again. I'm competing against everybody else who got an NYU degree and those who got a Howard degree and those who got from Morehouse degree and those who got from Georgia State degree. I have to sell it too. It's not just going to come and fall in my lap. Now, I know that'll be an eye catcher on my resume and CV, but the same token, it's like, don't let that be the determining factor as to why you feel like I'm better than or why you feel like I'm more equipped or why you feel like my you feel like my aptitude may be higher. Because, you know, again, I'm not going to down myself. Yeah, I put put in some work. But at the same token, it's like I'm not going to let the school speak for myself. I'm supposed to do that. And that's the point that you were trying to highlight. You're supposed to sell yourself. And the point of the reason as to why. You know, I was dealing with imposter syndrome was because when I got to NYU, I was the only black man in all my classes. It felt like I was fucking back in 1954s all over again. Yeah, I was the only yeah. black man in all my classes. And whenever they talk about race, you didn't yeah. see people look at you, uh, but you felt that if the, you said anything, the words, that they were going to look at you and use you as like a conduit into the black community. Well, how do you feel about it? <laughs> right. So I just real, so, so instead, and plus with me, me, I kept my mouth shut. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and plus I'm tall, dark, and handsome. I don't know how niggas can view that. If I really were to speak my mind like this in those settings, how they will take to me. Oh, he's threatening. Oh, well, he's appealing. I don't know what kind of polarizing nature I'll present. So I was silent through most of my time at NYU. Yeah. And these are the kinds of things you you went through. I, 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 I was silent. I didn't go to any parties yeah. because I didn't want to feed into the stereotype. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't talk to anybody outside who was black, who wasn't black. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kept it. I mean, outside of my initial cohort, which was 12 of us, like, I, outside of them, I didn't really talk to many people that wasn't black because I was trying to find, regain my my conscience, regain my identity in this predominantly white space. Mm-hmm. And you never feel, you never felt, feel compelled to do that when you come from a predominantly black space. Yeah. Until you put in a predominantly white space, Atlanta will will spoil uh, you. Atlanta will, will spoil, spoil you. Yeah. So I was just like, well, everybody's all on my back. I'm like, oh, you went to NYU? You great? You this? You that? You great? You went to NYU? Ah, uh-huh. and it's like, nah. Like I still went through some shit. Yeah. Yeah, I graduated with three seven five, but yeah. I went through some shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's something that's not. Well, I mean, we, we talk. People talk about it out there in, in, in the atmosphere right. about PWIs versus HBCUs, and right. you know what I'm saying. But I think it needs to be dived in a little bit more. And we're gonna get into this. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's but, a lot of ladies. Go, 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 go ahead, Marlo, man. Go ahead. Nah, nah, nah. That's that's cool. I'm just sitting back here laughing because I'm just thinking about my first experience when I left Atlanta. So basically, my first trip or flight, even leaving Atlanta ever, was going to uh, basic training. And I, I consider basic training on the PWI scale. Where? Air Force in general. Air Force, Force in general. Air Force in general. So, like, even when I got there, like, in San Antonio, Texas, at Lackland Air Force Base, like, I was the first black person that many, uh, many, uh, one, many of the Caucasian guys seen ever. Bro, or spoken. This is 2012, bro. Yes. What? Yes, that's the same thing. Outside of me. TV mm-hmm. and BET and music videos and rappers and shit like that, I'm the first <laughs> black person Yo, they that's... seen that they can physically touch. And bro, I was I was like a museum 
A museum. I'm, I'm like a, a museum prop. Yeah. Low yeah, key. Man. I chocolate too, man. I'm chocolate. I'm black. Man. Man. You got yeah. to think it's a melting pot, bro. Yeah. Everybody around the country. So yeah. you're getting these country. folks from middle Oklahoma, from middle America. City, you know what I'm Montana. saying? Like, yeah, like. Places the, with the middle. Right. They coming from the middle. How you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like, what? How was that interaction? I mean, I'm me. No, yeah, no, yeah. But like, right. how did they interact They with didn't you? know what to do, bro. They just looked at you. That's it. You know what I'm at this point, I think I got beef. So, you know, yeah. I'm like, you know what I'm yeah. Southside. Like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, you good, bro? Yeah. Like, hey, man, you know, I'm just looking, bro. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, what you mean? I'm like, man, this is the first time. I ain't going to tell you, man. What's your name? I'm like, Bose. All right, Bose. This is the first time I'm telling you, man. I ain't, I ain't never seen a yeah. black person before. Yeah. Crazy. I'm like, never. Never. I'm like, bro, it's 2012, bro. I'm like, no, man, outside the TV, man, you know. You know it's different for me. So I'm looking around. So at this point, I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking surveys in the in, in the barracks and shit. At this point, so out of like, I think it was maybe twenty eight of us, almost thirty. Out of the thirty, it was maybe four black guys, about three Hispanics, uh, two Asian guys, and everybody else was white. So let's break that down to about twenty two. Out of the twenty two uh, Caucasian guys, maybe four of them never seen a black person in real life. Outside of television, so that was like wow, that was different. Yeah, that's but that's kind of like my little PWI experience because you yeah. know I went to the military prior to school. Other than that, you know I went to HBCU, so it was good, and I was back home, so it was lit. Yeah, I didn't necessarily really party like that. I was already partying, yeah. but for me, since I'm from Atlanta already, I was already I was doing regular city. Yeah. Uh, party yeah. and shit like that. So I didn't really have to participate in the freshman shit like everybody else. Cause I'm from here, right? So y'all can do that young shit. You already I know. catch y'all at uh, Opera. Black Fridays and shit, whatever uh, Plaza and all that nonsense. Oh, now I used to go to George Stephen Plaza too. Oh, I used to on What's that? Come on, bro. Come on, boy. It's like a day party on camera. Man, come on. It's the reason why Wallet and Drake what's, always rap about the, all those what's, George Stephen. What's, what's, um, what's that? What's that? The one y'all had every year. On they used to play promenade. Yeah, on the promenade. Yeah, yeah. Promenade. used to be market Thursdays and market Fridays. Ooh, so yeah. market Thursday was yes. on Clark and um, on Clark campus, and market Fridays was at uh, Spelman. And then on Wednesdays at Morehouse, we had a uh, Hump Day Wednesday. Bro, I would be at that campus so much, bro. Just out of Morehouse, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so, so Wednesday, Wednesday through Friday between four and seven, bro. Every campus is jumping. So mm-hmm. Wednesday you at Morehouse, Thursday you at at Clark, and Friday we ended it at Spelman. Then Tuesdays and Thursdays at state, that was the busiest days yeah. on campus. So yeah. it was like from twelve to so like from like so lunch hour. Yeah, during especially lunch especially hour. You, um, wait, you said, you said during lunch hour? Yeah, during yeah, lunch yeah. hour. Yeah, because yeah. everybody would meet up at library, lo- the library so every three. Like, mm-hmm. That sounds like a vibe though. Like that's yeah. You know, I, was in, I was in the I was in the sticks. I was in the sticks. Oh, yeah. 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 Best best homecoming I ever been to was Howard, bro. Hands down. Yeah, you like Howard homecoming? Hands down. Yeah. Hands down, bro. I, did you ever come to a Fort Valley homecoming? Hell no. Okay, you, <laughs> nah, we, we got it. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, they, they, Are you have, yeah, I think they mostly have one this year. They yeah. have one last year? I don't know if it was last year, but. No. Nah, 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 I don't even want to discuss what happened last year because it was like, it was some things that transpired. I mean, I, I definitely slide. I definitely slide. Yeah, some shootings. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. but, but it, our homecoming is always crazy, though. It's, it's, it's a vibe. So, I, was, I guess um, we should make time this year. Though. Yeah, we should go to each other. Time, yeah, that should, that should be a thing. I was uh, I was just thinking like I didn't want to be you know uh, pessimistic or nothing like that, but I have to be a realist in this context of like we can't change the way in which the education system functions, man. In terms of how it can be, um, 
in terms of the narratives, the common narratives that we were talking about now, like how we students are receiving these from their families, from their teachers, from mm-hmm. counselors about certain things about school, you know, education, which school to go to, what major to take on, do to this, that, how these preconceived notions based on a student who has yet to really break out of high school and find themselves right. hasn't even answered for themselves. You weren't able to answer that for yourself. Who, who are they to tell you what, yeah. that you was going to do what you was doing at Fort Valley State? Mm-hmm. Who's going to tell me that going to an elite, elite school was going to be so much better you know, and I was going to take a sacrifice of my own cultural identity for that, right? So, to close out this pod, man, which I felt like is top five, top three, you know what I mean? Top two, two not one. Top two, not one, man. We're we going to go on two hours, man. We keep going. Yeah, so, we got to go after. So, 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 I have to say, what is some advice, man? What are some advice you can give current students at any level that, you know, if, if a young young person would come up to you and be like, you know, Brother Porter, Bowles, Phillips, Mike, Jay, like, what's some advice? What's some sound advice you can give to them at any level? So you can speak to high school. You can speak to middle. You can speak to college students. You can speak to law students, whomever. Like, what are some things that come to mind as well as some shared advice you feel like will be useful for them? Because we ain't going to stop going to school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, personally, for me, regardless of what any level that you're on, I would, I would highly recommend that you you do personal some personal development. Get your self esteem together. Get your mind together. Figure out like who you are as a person yes. and like what you want out of life. You get what I'm saying? So once you can figure out those things, and then you can, I would say, do it more at, at an early age. I would say a good age would probably be, um, as Roger said, smelling yourself. I'll say about thirteen to fifteen. Yeah, I'll say thirteen. Like really like that like that eighth grade summer transition into high school. That's when puberty like, hit. Though. You yeah, you gotta get those hormones out the way a little bit. But so I'm just saying, saying the hormones is, is a good thing because at this yeah. point, you, you your senses is up at this point. So I feel like around that 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 yeah twelve to twelve to fourteen age, like figure out like who you are, what you want to be, like really focus on yourself as an individual to see like what things in life that you like, right. what you do and don't like, and leave them girls alone. Hmm. That's that's keys too. We we were talking about the women in the past, but like, <laughs> like, like, like let, let let the girls go, man. I mean, like, have, uh, have your friends. We yeah. talk about this. Yeah, yeah, talk about I'm this. just saying now. Okay. okay, you can't focus on yourself if you focus uh, on others. No, that's real. And that's that's uh, male or female, but I know like let's address us, as, us. us as men growing up here. We growing gravi- up here in the we, south with that chicken and dumplings. Come on, we, gra- we gravitate to the women, and, and most times women. Can be distractions. Distractions. Don't so, growing up in the develop South, that discipline and early, and then once you learn yourself, then you can you can handle the distractions as they come. Okay. So that's what I. What's yeah. This little tip. I, I guess for me, the biggest thing that I would recommend for people, especially like entering college, is find yourself a good mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, mentorship is very big uh, for myself. Um, you know, Marlo. You know, he, he's a a mentor and has a mentee under him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a beautiful thing because like, you know, like, like Marlo was saying, find out what you like, right? You find what you like, what you want to do. Find somebody in that field that you can study under that can mm-hmm. teach you all the lessons that they failed from or the mistakes that they made. So you don't have to make the same mistakes. My dad used to tell me all the time this dumbass phrase, but when I got became a man, I, I understood it now. He's like, there's nothing new under the sun, mm-hmm. right? 
So for if you don't know what that means, it just basically means that like, you know, what I went through, you're gonna go through. Like you're gonna do the same fuck ups that I did. But my job, you know, obviously coming from a father's standpoint, is to alleviate, help you alleviate those mistakes by teaching you certain things. So what mentors, you know, get into the fields, do your internships, um, be be open, you know, like that's one of the things for myself. Like I missed out on opportunities that as like as of right now, I, I could be in that 1% bracket right now if I was open to opportunities, open to traveling, to moving, to getting outside my comfort zone. You know, we're all comfortable being comfortable. Like, no, I'm trying to be uncomfortable so I can become comfortable. Right. Yeah, in your own right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just my biggest thing, man. Mentorship, find a good mentor. And credit too, man. Don't forget that credit, man. Real talk. Credit is huge yeah. out here. Work on it. Pay your stuff on time. Under 30% utilization. That's all I got to say. <laughs> no, no, no. Both of that, that's, that's powerful. And I mean, just to ex- expound upon that, I think it's important that whoever's listening to this, high school students, those that are considering going into higher education, always remember the child in you. Because the child in you, as we discussed earlier, is evidence, uh, just a droppling of the things that you are seriously passionate and interested in. And that is something that you can use to capitalize on to become. Because to me, I look at education as a means to become a better version of yourself. It's not the end. It's not the once you get the degree, this is what happens in, in phase two. It's just a means to become a better version of whatever, whoever you are and to move you closer toward that. So by remembering the child and you be like, man, like you like you said earlier, like, nah, you, you used to do mock trial. Like you used to be, you know, so it's like, oh, like you already know those things that you are really interested in that will help you develop. And then the other thing that I would say on the topic of HBCUs, before there was Black Panther and Wakanda, there was an HBCU. Right. And I and I and I want people to understand specifically why I chose an HBCU and make sure this is just something that you just keep in mind, right? And the reason why I chose an HBCU is because for the first time, for the first time, I can be in an environment with healthy, functioning African American people predominantly that are focused on building collectively together. So you have different people from different walks of lives that end up in different fraternities, different sororities that have that that are vying for government positions. They're vying for political positions and everybody is different. And we all come together and we are we are striving to become something at the end of this. And outside of the ghetto, that was my only inkling of seeing something of substance like that. And so it lets me know that this is on a microcosm. So the same way that we are functioning like this on a high level with us as black people in this educational institution, we should be able to go out and do that within the community. So when I was looking at where I came from in Decatur, looking at where we came from on the south side, we know that we can become more. So that that was so I I want people to understand that sometimes you have to be willing to make the sacrifice for your people and not just be thinking individually just about you. Like I wanted to make that sacrifice so that I can take that knowledge, I can arm myself, and then go back into my community and make it better. Yes, sir. Yo, how do you follow up that? All, all, I, I agree with all three sentiments. I, I do, and I think y'all can agree with this point here. 
that education is not housed in a school building. Mm. Mm. Ever. Yeah, I like that. That's a that's a quote. That's a quote for sure. Yeah, merch education is just it's not only housed in a school building. What you've learned growing up, Southside, Decatur, mm-hmm. in your grand in your grandparents' home, what you've learned, Miami, in your family's home, going through the trials, tribulations we talked about earlier, when we talked about manhood and father, all the things you've experienced in the military, PWI, both of you, that's education. Mm-hmm. We've never, we have not been taught to use all of the things we've ingested in this life as we are spiritual, mortal beings as a form of learning about oneself, one's position, one's purpose, and one's place in this life. We never connect those dots. We compartmentalize and we silo every aspect of our identity. We know that every aspect of our identity is fluid. Who you are as a, as a son, who you are as a brother, who you are as a learner, who you are as a professional, who you are as an entrepreneur, who you are as a mate, who you are as a helper, good Samaritan, who you are as a mentor, who you are. All of those things are connected. Once you understand that, that's where the education starts. That's where the life begins. Now it's up to you. Whether you decide to take on that opportunity at 15, whether you decide to take on the opportunity once you graduate high school, whether you decide you want to take the opportunity when you go to community college, trade school, or you want to take up them search so you can be out in Silicon Valley. At any given point, please know that, that learning never stops. It never stops. And it's not housed in a school building. Fellas. <laughs> Yo, that was yeah. That's yes. Love y'all, man. Hey, man. Power, 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 power education, man. Power education. Power education. Power education. Honestly, on the table, man. Y'all know what it is. Yep. Rap. Empty. It's you, my brother.